All right, folks. We all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year, I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and action securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric, and gut health supplements. They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, go to StealthyHunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA. Listening to the Northern Hunter Podcast, home of all things hunting, fishing, and outdoors in Alaska. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. My name is James Payne. I'm Dalton Gray. I'm Ryan Humphreys. And we are approaching the time of year where there is definitely still a lot to do in Alaska or anywhere in the north, but it's a good time to uh, look back on this year's seasons, some gear that you used, maybe some upgrades you need, something you're looking into for the future. Um, so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. It's also a good time of year to, uh, look for deals, a lot yep. of stuff going on clearance mm-hmm. these days, yeah. a lot of, you know, we've got some holidays coming up. So we'll yeah. talk about all that, how to find good deals on good gear. Yeah. Uh, we did a little bit of that, um, in regards to, uh, entry level gear yes. back in the, you know, back mm-hmm. several episodes ago now. Yeah. A long uh, time ago. And so, but now we're going to talk a little bit more about like the, the little bit higher tier stuff and yeah. where to find that at a, at a better rate so you're not you can you know get more more for your buck mm-hmm. so yeah we're going to cover all of that but guys if you like the show make sure you're subscribing on whatever platform you're listening to us on give us a rating and a review five stars is best uh, and written reviews go a long way in getting this show out in front of new people uh if you have any questions we just did a bunch of questions in the last episode if you want yours featured on the show or just an answer in general uh reach out to the social medias if you search at the northern hunter on either facebook or instagram you'll find our pages there and we try to respond as fast as we can and if you head to the website northernhunter.com uh we have a nice uh contact button there it gets us you can get an email directly to us and uh, while you're there we have a shop page and a partners page uh both of which help support the show and help us grow and create new new platforms and whatnot uh so if you'd like to do that the shop page has a bunch of merch a bunch of hats hoodies and t-shirts and stuff like that and the partners page is full of great companies that have all decided to partner with the show and they we have a discount codes with each, with each one of them so if you shop from them use that discount code it's all great gear that helps uh these companies out a lot and it helps us out a lot and trying to bring out some more information some more platforms get some more gear kind of keep this thing rolling so yeah um, we appreciate all the support everybody now, before we dive too far into gear, uh, in the last episode, we talked about a success story. Yes. Uh, you know, somebody had written into the show, asked a question, or sorry, listened to the show, yeah. and through that information had kind of honed in some bear hunting, um, and through a lot of their own research, I'm not going to take, say we take any kind of full credit for that, right, but you know, right. he, he did credit us a little bit for that, and we appreciate it very much. It's nice to, uh, to realize that. We're not just talking into a mic for no reason. Right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but another, another success story that had reached out to us on Instagram 
you may any of you guys that have listened to the show for some time may remember we touched on a question from Justin um, back quite a few episodes ago now, quite a few. But he had written in uh, saying that he had won a Alaska brown bear hunt in a raffle. Mm. Uh, he had a couple questions about bullets and hunt tactics and stuff like that. He was yep. with an outfitter, so yep. it was more just curious about what to expect. Um, but he uh, he was shooting a Weatherby 338, 378 with hammer bullets in it. Let me look through here. I believe it was the 281s. 262. 262s. 262 hammer hunters um, out of a 338, 378 Weatherby. So that is really good bear medicine <laughs> yeah, that's, um, yeah so but that's he he you know we'd answered his question on the show both actually written and answered on the show but he went out on that hunt actually made it up here uh connected with the the guide got out in the field and was successful uh he yeah. got himself a very very nice bear i don't have any size details but he sent a bunch of pictures yeah and, it's a real, real pretty bear. Yeah. Uh, said they saw a bunch of them. And I think he said that was the 11th one they'd seen. And uh, he was watching bears pretty much the whole, I think it was day six. He texted me here. Day five. Sorry, day five he shot the bear. Um, okay. And that's, it sounds like he had a great hunt, great experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm super happy for him that he was able to get up here and connect with the bear. It was his first time to Alaska yeah. coming nice. up here. Nice. So great, great first Alaskan experience. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's just a really good cartridge, really good setup for brown bear. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the thing I'm really happy about with that, did you know that like, I think the stat is over 50% of people that win hunts in a raffle never actually go on the hunt. Really? Yeah. Um, I was, Interesting. I was looking into it because, you know, looking into how a lot of these, a, a lot of different fundraising events and whatnot, yeah. uh, you know, will auction off um, yeah. uh, hunts or they'll put them in raffles and, and whatnot. And it's kind of sad, but the statistics show that, you know, people will win these hunts, yeah. maybe thinking more is included, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. thinking that it's, it's an all-inclusive hunt yeah. and really it only covers like the guide fees and the yeah. tags and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and sometimes not even that much, but, uh, you know, you still have to handle, you know, getting all the gear to go, yeah. go out there and spend however many days you're planning on being in the field. Yeah. The, the air travel, the mm -hmm. taxidermy fees, the, you know, the extra baggage when you're hauling one of these things home. Yeah. Um, it can add up to be a lot, you know, uh -huh. it's still a very expensive hunt, even if you win it somewhere. Yeah. Um, so I'm really happy he was able to do that and, and, uh, be successful. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if you guys have a success story you would like us to talk about or comment on, uh, if you just want to, maybe you don't want us to talk about it on the air, but you just want to show off a little bit, yeah. feel free to reach out to us. We love seeing absolutely. successful yeah. stories from the field. So yeah. there was another one in the last episode too, where our, uh, our, our listener that wrote in that him and his, and his buddy shot caribou as well. Mm, yeah. Um, from listening to our episode and they were, they were able to apply some tactics and kind of strategize their hunt and they were successful. I, I know we've had several um, I, I've, I've got a guy that I've talked to on and off. He messaged me on Instagram earlier this spring, really, and kind of stayed in touch off and on. He was a friend of a friend somehow through another guy that I know. Mm -hmm. And he, he's been listening to the show and him and his, him and his buddy or a, a relative of, of some, uh, degree 
actually went on a hunt through the 60-inch club with Troy Sessions. Yeah, I read that. And they killed two 60-inch moose, Mm -hmm. great bulls, and he was sending in pictures during moose season and just had a great hunt and had a lot of a lot of feedback and things about calling and how, you know, what things work for them and how they applied different things and, and tried some things. So that, that, that's, that really just, you know, gives us a great mm-hmm. kick to, yeah. to read that and see that, uh, you know, that, well, number one for the feedback, for the learning side of it, because we can only be in one hunt at a time. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah. so th- you, you really can learn a lot from other folks' experiences. Absolutely. And so if you go out and you have an experience on a hunt up here, even if you don't kill an animal, you can still write into the show and, and tell us what you learned. And yeah. and uh, if, if there are some things in there that we can pull out of that and talk about on the show and help somebody else avoid a mistake or mm-hmm. apply a strategy that worked well for you, you know, little things like that go a long way in the hunting community. They do. Uh, because Alaska is not a cheap place or no, an easy place logistically mm-hmm. to hunt. Yeah. And so a lot of times these guys from out of state, you know, they, they might get one chance to hunt up here in a lifetime. Some guys get to come up here every year. But even if you come up here once a year, it's still only once a year. Right. We get to hunt up here whenever we want. Yeah. Right. So in, in that regard, we're spoiled, but, you know, we, we pay the price to live here. Right. Right. We, right. we also deal with the negative 40s in the winter. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the more experiences that kind of pour in through the listener base and through the audience, the more we can help yeah. others in the audience that are either on their way back up here for a return trip or coming up for the first time. Mm. And we can help them avoid making some of those mistakes that we've all made. Yep. So it's great to get that feedback. Yeah, I would say 100%. I mean, and, and we've even experienced it. Uh, there were some gentlemen that came down uh, from a caribou hunt and were, you know, had some gear that they were trying to, yeah. to donate to, yep. to other mm-hmm. hunters. They had some leftovers after their hunt. And yep. um, it was a, just an absolute blast talking to them because they, uh, they and they'd written into the show several times yes. um, and asked questions about the hunt. It was funny. He was commenting. Uh, unfortunately, they were unsuccessful, but he was like, you know, we followed almost all almost all your advice except for one thing <laughs> they, they tried hiking out of the corridor on foot yeah, and, and yeah. going through there which is possible but it's just, yeah. it's just very hard you know it's not yeah. easy hiking it's not yeah. easy terrain um and they were on the other side of a pretty big uh water system oh, uh, and, yeah. and drainage and yeah. it was raining and you know it was yeah. just just a it sounded like a big ordeal but they had a great attitude about it you yeah. know learned a lot you know being yeah. up there in that new country and um it was <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun talking to them and, yeah. and, and, you know, again, just, you know, it's a hunt. You, you came out, maybe you didn't have any meter, meter antlers, but you still had a lot of lessons and a really great experience. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, definitely right into the show with whatever, whatever you guys might have. Yeah. So, um, but speaking of reviewing, you know, one thing to do this time of year, a lot of the bigger seasons are closing down. Moose is largely over, except for some draw tags and a couple of late season hunts. Yeah. Right. Um, you got winter caribou, if you can get to an area where it's open or if they ever open this 40-mile hunt again. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you got predator hunting and trapping coming up. But for big game hunting, you know, this is kind of the time of year to reflect on, on what you used, how you did it, and all yeah. that stuff. So we're going to talk about some gear that we used, maybe some upgrades we made this year that we liked, or maybe some new gear we used that we didn't like. So, yeah. Dalton, why don't you go ahead and take off with that one well i've been running the kind of the same setup as mm-hmm. far as gear goes for the last couple of years uh, kind of the same clothing system kind of the same insulation pieces and the same rain gear and uh mariah mm-hmm. last year bought the first light omen storm shelter rain jacket mm. and i was 
hesitant at best <laughs> when I heard that he bought something from First Light. And I think that that was expressed on the show <laughs> to an extent. And we even had some listeners write in talking about their bias against First Light. Yeah, right. And I kind of sided with them on the subject. You yes, you did. <laughs> I now have had the chance to eat my words and you know, I, I've tasted my own medicine and it is bitter. <laughs> because uh, in September, I, I'd, I'd been using the Kuyu Yukon rain gear set for okay. a number of years now. And the jacket did start to kind of wet out a little bit uh, during September uh, while I was guiding a moose hunt. Not chronic failure, uh, but kind of in the wet, damp snow and even just sitting still, you know, mm. glassing and calling you know, day after day. As it just got wet and wet and wet over and over and over again, I would notice that it started to leak through in a few places. Not, again, not bad and a lot, a lot better than it could have been. Gotcha. But it definitely had some signs of just wearing out, right? As all breathable rain gear does yeah. at some point. I was just, yeah. It's not a forever item. No. <laughs> and, and, and for clarification, neither is PVC rubber rain gear. No. Uh, Arguably, you, I would say that's almost worse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... I, it's right. it's tougher in a sense, but it snags on things, and and when it does rip, yeah, it rips yep. a lot. <laughs> yeah, and so the uh, the next hunt that I was supposed to go out and guide was not long after that moose hunt, and I only had about a week back here in town between guided trips, and so I I got home and I I hadn't even made it back to Fairbanks yet. I was driving home, and while I was on the road. I started thinking, all right, well, this rain jacket is starting to leak a little bit, and I probably should replace it before I go down and guide this coastal bear hunt because mm. it's probably going to be wet the majority of the time. And I didn't really want to wear rubber rain gear. I, I always bring a set to the coast Absolutely. as a backup set. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, but I, I figured I would try a different breathable rain jacket. And Kuyu had just come out with their brand new Yukon TR mm. set of rain gear. Uh, it, it uses some some new materials. It's the same basic design. They added a few features to it, but overall, it's it's fairly the same as it was uh, as far as the waterproof um, level that yeah. it's rated at. So rather than go out and buy a newer set of what I'd already had, I decided that I would go ahead and warranty the existing set that I had in due time and go through that process when I returned home from the October bear hunt. In the meantime, I wanted to try something new. And Mariah had bought that Omen Storm Shelter, mm -hmm. and he's done nothing but brag about it. Is and that the one you took down to Southeast last year? It yes. Is. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. And so, just to preface this by saying, Mariah is, how do I say this tactfully? He's hard on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's. He don't baby it. If Mariah buys something, you can guarantee that if it's ever going to fail in a short amount of time, He's going to be the one to figure out how to do it. <laughs> and that's not to knock him. No. Because generally he has to buy nicer stuff. And it's a good way for me to just watch him beta test things. <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. And this yeah. is the first time that I've ever seen him wear something that I was impressed with. Everything else I've seen, you know, this, this item or that item. This was the first breathable raincoat that I've ever seen him buy. And he, he had read a lot into it and done some research. Yeah. And, mm. I had at, at by that point I had seen a couple of clients that I've guided that have had those rain gear sets as well from First Light, the Omen Storm Shelter, and so I called First Light and I was able to um, you know to 
speak with one of their design guys uh, there at their shop. I, I think it's in, is it in Idaho or, or is in it in Montana? Montana. I, I think it's Montana. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I spoke with somebody there on the line at First Light and I asked him a lot of questions. The guy knew his stuff. I was very impressed with his, with his level of knowledge and his expertise on the fabrics and the design process. And I, I mean, I, I asked him every question I could to learn as much as I could about the jacket before I dropped the money on it. Right. And I just wanted to buy the jacket to try it out first uh, because I, I had intended to wear my Sims pants waders for the majority of the hunt. So I didn't want to you know, necessarily need the rain pants right away. But I figured if I like the jacket, then I'll know if the fabric is going to work up to the par that it's supposed to be at. Yeah. And then I can buy the pants if I like the jacket that much. And so I ordered it and that uh, they had it in a, in a nice solid brown color. I think it's uh, that, that um, coyote tan yeah, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or dry earth or something like that. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I bought it in XL mm -hmm. uh, so I can fit it over some, you know, heavier layers because it's going to be colder down there this time of year in October. And I also bought a new jacket from them from this year, the Uncompagre Foundry jacket. Hmm. That's uh, a mouthful. I, I still don't know what Uncompagre means, <laughs> You know, Mariah. I've been wondering. Let me look that up right now. <laughs> I've been meaning to look that up because several folks have asked me, what does that mean? And I just, I keep forgetting to look it up. So... It, the Uncapagre Foundry is a synthetic uh, puffy jacket okay. sewn into a weather shell. So if anybody out there is familiar with like the Barney's Frontier Gear of Alaska brand at Barney's Sports Chalet in Anchorage, Barney's has long since had two jackets and, and some pants that in, in this particular um, uh, category. Mm. They've got the Super Cub jacket and they've got the Brooks Range jacket. They've also got matching uh, snow pant type of uh, a match for those jackets. And it's for colder weather. You know, it's not necessarily the most packable thing in the world. The Super mm -hmm. Cub jacket is a bit more packable. Uh, but my, my guide buddy, Remy, has, has had the Super Cub for a while, and I've had the Brooks Range for a while. Yeah. The Brooks Range has, has a few more durable panels, like on the tops of the shoulders for wearing a pack, and then underneath the forearms, like for going through some brush and things like that. And the pockets are a little bit bulkier. It, it's it's like more of a winter jacket than a packable puffy coat. Okay, there's some extra material in it. So I, the Brooks Range and the Super Cub both have a two layer Pertex shell. I I believe it's Pertex, and that is a waterproof breathable material. But a two layer waterproof breathable material is not going to be nearly as waterproof mm -hmm. as a three layer laminate, right. which is what most rain jackets have on mm -hmm. the market today. Well, the first light rain jacket, the Omen Storm Shelter, just the rain jacket is a four and a half layer. So it's four layers of waterproof breathable material. And the 0.5 layer is on the inside. It's a lining to protect the waterproof breathable fabric from sweat and oils and dirt mm -hmm. and things like that from getting in those pores of the fabric that would prevent the transfer, which... It is inherently breathability. Mm. It prevents the vapor from being able to travel through that breathable membrane to go out of the jacket. So the, the Uncompagre Foundry jacket is a two-layer waterproof breathable membrane, but it's not rain jacket waterproof. It's I thought it was a three-layer. It's two-layer from what I remember. You, you feel free to fact check me, me on check that. that. I yeah. thought it was a three-layer. I'm pretty sure it's a two-layer. The Coulter Parka is a four-and-a-half layer. It's, well, it's basically the... The um, 
omen yes. insulated. Yes. The Coulter parka is the highest level that they make. And it's a mm. it's like a full-on blizzard parka. Yeah, it's $550. It's, it's yeah. pretty hefty. <laughs> yeah. Pretty hefty insulation in the Coulter parka. So the Uncapagre foundry You're right, it's has, it, it has the same basic pocket design and hood design as the Omen Storm Shelter. There, there are a couple of small differences, but overall, it's, it's the same feel exterior and the mm. same overall pocket design. It also has the, tri, uh, the, 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 um, sorry, the tricep vents on the yeah. back. So I bought that as well, along with the Omen Storm Shelter. So I figured I've got a nice heavily windproofed with that two-layer laminate uh, face fabric on the puffy jacket. It's still reasonably packable, and it should be nice and warm to just throw over a mid-layer. That way, I only have to wear my base layer. I wore my Barney's pullover, and then I wore a light synthetic mid-layer. I, I think it was the Sitka Aerolite jacket. Okay. And then I wore the Uncapagre Foundry. And that was the only insulation I wore the entire trip. Nice. Down, to, down to 15 degrees. And up to 75 mile an hour wind gusts. Wow. So I, I and, and even when it wasn't raining, I didn't even have the rain jacket on. Mm-hmm. And that Uncapagre foundry was very, very windproof. And it repelled light rain and, and snow just fine. Mm-hmm. Good. So yeah. it did what it was designed to do. Great fit and design. And it's way more packable than I thought it would be. The nice part about it is in cold weather, you're constantly battling the idea of you want a jacket on. Mm-hmm. that you can still hike in, yeah. that breathes well. Mm-hmm. I've become increasingly dissatisfied with the idea of I've got to stop and shed a layer. I just get so tired of that. Right, because right. you've always got your bino harness and your right. handgun over your yeah. outer layer. And so to stop and shed a layer is a five-minute ordeal. Right. Well, you drop your pack, you take off your handgun, you take off your bino harness, mm-hmm. and then you take off your outer layer. And then you stuff it in your pack. And if it's raining, you got to put it in a dry bag. Then you put your binos and your handgun back on. And then you keep on going. And you just eat up five minutes just to take off a layer. And it just kind of gets annoying. And And inevitably, you're going to have to put it back on. Yeah. And and then as Mm -hmm. soon as you stop, you got to stop and put it back on. And it just gets to be kind of a hassle. Right. So I've been trying to figure out a system that works well for me with my body temperature regulation that, 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 that I know how my body works, mm-hmm. hiking and sitting still and whatnot, a layering system that breathes well enough when I'm walking that I don't have to stop and shed a layer and just sweat everything through, but also warm enough that I can just stand there for 12 hours a day glassing and I don't have to put anything else on right. during yeah. that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Uncompagre Foundry is more windproof than I think the Barney's uh, Brooks Range jacket is. It's more waterproof, and I think it's a better overall fit, feel, and design. Nice. Now, the, un- the, the, um, the Omen Storm Shelter, the rain jacket, that's where the real test is. And the hood design, there are, let's see, one, two, three, there are four different pull cords to adjust that hood. Really? It's awesome. <laughs> it cinches, that does sound awesome. It cinches down better than any other hood I've ever used, mm-hmm. ever. And I've used the Sitka Stormfront. I've used the Kuyu Yukon. I've used the Kuyu Katana rain gear. I've used the Stone Glacier M5 rain gear. And the Omen Storm Shelter is by far the best designed and most well laid out rain jacket I've ever used. Mm. The magnetic big dump pockets, mm-hmm. the vents that come over um, the um, like from your collarbone, just below your collarbone, down to your armpits, so you right. can operate those while wearing a pack. Yeah, 
Um, and then the tricep vents as well. So you can get some circulation through your armpits there and it'll actually go out the triceps. It's awesome. Nice. And it's tough. The cuffs, I wish were rubber. Mm. That's the one thing that I wish yeah, they I were. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. But for being a fabric cuff, they're very well made and they do cinch down pretty tight. Right. That's right. my one wish though, is that okay. they were rubber. Everything else was awesome. I stood outside all day in the rain, in the snow, in the driving wind. And that's really when you get the chance to test waterproof breathable membranes. Yeah. Is when not just you're getting rained on hard, but when it's blowing. Mm -hmm. Right. And that, right. that extra pressure of just getting that water just blasted into that raincoat all day long. And I never got wet. Now, of course, it is a brand new jacket. So it's going to perform well. The DWR is fresh on it. Right. And, uh, but I, I wore it for the entire season. I, I was in that jacket a lot for, uh, for a lot of the three weeks that I was down and out there and between camp and then the whole season and then, and then on the way out, you know, it was, mm -hmm. it seemed like it was always raining. And the most impressive thing outside of the fact that it stayed waterproof and the design and everything like that, and it's packable and it's very tough. But the thing that it really impressed me the most is that I kind of figured it's a four and a half layer fabric. Mm -hmm. So when the face fabric gets wet, you know, it's going to take a while to dry and it might hold a little bit more water. Well, we had a white gas lantern in our Barney's bomb shelter tent on that hunt. And not only is it nice for the light at night to not have to run your headlamp for a couple hours every night and a couple hours every morning, you have the light of the white gas lantern, but you also have a pretty significant amount of heat right, that right. that lamp gives off in that tiny little tent with two guys. And we had paracords strung out all over the ceiling. And whenever we'd get in there after getting rained on all day, we'd hang our rain gear in there. Yep. And it's like dripping on the floor and it's just <laughs> <Yeah>. wet. <laughs> and I'd turn on that white gas lamp. And by the time I was crawling in my bag from dark to bedtime of about, I don't know, two, three hours sometimes, sometimes more, while that lamp was on, without fail, every time, by the time I went to sleep, my rain jacket was dry. Nice. Like bone dry. And I've used other rain gear that's lighter and more packable that takes way longer to dry out. Right, right. You know, when I was in Point Hope working with that rain jacket, yeah. um, and I'd been using it for, I don't know, not a year at that time, but yeah. eight, nine months, something like that. Yeah. I, uh, I would take it off like to go eat lunch, right? Yeah. And I remember t I took it off one day. It had been pouring rain all day, windy, right? Yeah. Took it off. And I left the sleeves inside out thinking, because they were the only part that was wet on the inside, because I'm working, my arms are going up in the air. Yeah. I could see where those rubber cuffs would come in. You know, yeah. my arms are going up <laughs> in the air, like, so the sleeves were wet on the inside, and I'd been sweating some. So yeah. there was, those, the sleeves were wet. So I took it off, and I left it inside out, thinking it'll dry out that way. Yeah. Well, I came back out to the, came back to where I'd left it an hour later, and the inside was dry. And when I turned the sleeves right side out, the outside of the jacket that I'd had inside out on the sleeves mm -hmm. was soaking wet and dripping water. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Like it huh. just sucked that moisture right to the face and it probably would have dried out faster had I left it yeah. right side out. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I did that and then I showed the guys I was working with, see, I mean, I, you, you know, you make fun of me for spending money on all this gear, but look right. at this, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's dry. All right. That, that was that was the most impressive thing about any new gear that I used this year. And I, I, I used a few different things here and there, but that was noticeably the, the single most impressive thing was using that rain jacket. So 
Perfect. You know, I, I suppose this is time <laughs> to re, to recant my stance on on first light stuff. I, I've I've heard a few reasons as to those new designs of some of the new coats and the new pants and things um, that we won't get into right now. But there are some new designs and, and some new ideals that are going into that company. Mm. And what I'm seeing that's coming out more recently in the last year or so is the change of ownership and the new direction the company's going in. I like what I'm seeing, yeah. and I'll be trying out more of their stuff. It's it's much higher quality than I've seen it in the past. Yeah, and these new design products are worth taking a look at. Well, and I like that they're even to the point of uh, pushing back release dates that you know have previously been announced yeah, just are. to continue testing if it doesn't test perfect by the time they're supposed to release it. Yeah, so that, they do. Yep, that speaks a lot to the quality. So let's Absolutely. take a break real quick, and then we'll keep going. All right, folks, we all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year, I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and action securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric, and gut health supplements. They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, go to StealthyHunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA. All right, so what about you, Mo? What'd you use this year that's new? Um, I'd say, I mean, I've talked about it a little bit, but I used that chest rig from FHF gear. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that I really used that was new. And I've yeah. used it for, I used it a lot for bear baiting. Yep. I used it moose hunting because I don't didn't have a bino harness I was using currently, so I used it for binos. And for moose hunting, it worked all right. Um, but and just to describe what it is, it's, it's, a, uh, it's like a bino harness, goes in the same position, but it, it's just a zipper on top. And it's little, it's wider than it is taller. Gotcha. And they've designed it with Molly on the front and on the bottom. I have an attachment for it that is, it's a Rasco, made by Rasco, uh, holster that straps underneath and also straps back mm -hmm. to the main part of the harness behind your back. So it's not flopping around. So it's not flopping around as much. Yeah. It still is a lot of weight. Yeah. I'm carrying a full size 1911. Yeah. Right. right. That's a heavy gun to be carrying for, <laughs> for defense, but it's double, a good gun. Double World War champ. There you go, right there, yeah. Yeah. But um, I really liked it for several things in the in the bear stand, just having a spot for my snacks and stuff without yeah. having to access a backpack. Right, right, right. right. I, would, I would hook my um, thermocell right on it. Mm. If, oh, if the bugs yeah. were really bad, yeah. I'd just hook my thermocell on it, especially yeah. if it was windy. Yeah. You know, usually I stick it under the stand, but, you know, under the, on the foot. Oh, so I try place, to put it, like, between my feet. I'll put yeah. it there, but when it's windy, it right. doesn't do any yeah. good, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right so right. I would stick it right in front of my face right there and, I mean... <laughs> Breathing in all the chemicals. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Breathe out of the side of my mouth, you know? So how water-resistant is that harness? Not really. Yeah. So they came out with one right after I... Or they announced it right after I bought that one. They made a water very... You know, they, I don't know if they call it waterproof, but it's a very water-resistant oh, model. Okay. For And they, they came out with it for... Specifically for duck hunters. Mm. But so can you purchase just a new pouch and use the can. same straps? I believe you can. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, 
you might, I don't know if you can purchase it without the straps or not, but okay. I think it'd be the same price either way. Mm. Oh, but, okay. So, I mean, it'd be nice. I'd rather just have one set up and not have to switch the straps. Yeah. Right? What about durability? Have you noticed any like wear and tear on some of the fabrics or the attachment points? Anything like that? I haven't noticed anything like that at all. Does it come <laughs> with bino tethers? It does not. Well, so it's not designed for binoculars. Right, yeah, it's more, it's, it's, it's a just, larger Just like pouch. a utilitarian. It, it's, it's real popular yeah. for like fishermen and waterfowl. Hound hunters keeping. Is it big yeah, enough to keep like an average size book in there? Yes. So I tried to do that with more your bigger average size book, if, you, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, Put I the family Bible in there. <laughs> it, well, not thick, just bigger in size. Yeah. And it kind of, I mean, it, didn't, it was just a paperback I'd ordered off Amazon to read. Yeah. And it kind of dog-eared the pages and stuff. Okay, yeah. And I Jack mean, I Carr, I assume. No, no, dude, those are big books. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, those are big books. Um, no, it was, um, uh, it was the, the, oh, what's his name? The guy in Africa building the bridge, Savo Lions. Oh, the story oh, yeah, of the Savo yeah. Lions, yeah. 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 Um, anyhow, it, and uh, Patterson, that's right. Yeah, John Patterson. John Patterson, yeah. And I, I ended up stopped carrying it because I realized, like, since reading books on my phone in the bear right. stand and trying to hunt, it's a lot easier just to read a book on my phone. It's it not quiet. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I stopped carrying books in it. It messes up the pages and stuff too much. Is it big enough so, to fit like your binos and your inReach and like a Windicator and stuff uh, like that like inside? Like a multi-purpose yeah. pouch? Or so, is it just big enough for binos and I would that's say that it. would depend on the size of your binos. Because you've got the big ones, don't you? The like 50? So I, have, so I have a bigger pair of binos now. They're the Leica 10 by 42s. Yeah. Okay. The GeoVid R's, yeah. right? Yeah. And that, they kind of take up the width and height space, but there's room in front. Like, I was shoving my Javelin bipod in there. Like, you can cram it. Oh, really? You okay. can kind of cram it. So, I would shove my bipod in there and a few things, maybe a few snacks and stuff when I was moose hunting. Yeah. Because I wasn't carrying binos in it when I was bear hunting, mm, bear, bear right, baiting, right? Right, right. They do sell a, um, a bino bucket, they call it, for like a little, if you have a pair of like 8 or 10 by 32s. Okay. That you can st- stick in there so they'll set in a spot. That has a bino tether on it. Okay. I think it'll Velcro. It's got Velcro lined on the insides and you can buy pockets and different things to go inside and kind of it. separate out that main chain. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I really liked it for SD cards and my SD card reader. Yeah. And being able to swap out SD cards. Right. My hunting license, my wallet, if I wanted to throw my wallet in there. Yeah. Just um, in case you've got to buy something in the bear stand. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I usually just, keep my wallet on me, but uh, just, yeah. But you know, my phone has got the slot in the back, just like most binar harnesses do for your phone. Okay. Um, and it you can attach the wings to it, like for their bino harness. So that's what I did. I put my rangefinder on one side. Yeah. And I think I put my um in reach on the other. Okay. And but, I I have Molly with the Molly on the front. I put some bullet loops on there that worked really really well. I didn't lose any. Oh really? Well, I was climbing into the stand in a like a, a strap or tree branch like pulled one out but other than that i didn't lose any gotcha okay. like nothing so, fell from so just, it's pretty modular then as far as it's very modular what you can put out and Do, that's why they have a lot of options they for have different a pouches. Ton of options. Ton of options cool for different pouches on the inside outside like if you're not worried about it being kind of bulky a lot of guys that are fishing or just running a boat yeah. something won't mm-hmm. be yeah you could really build that thing out with a lot of yeah um, interesting and really like customizable options I, it was I mean, you don't like, what's the word, game changer? I don't think it was a game changer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it definitely made things easier, especially in the tree stand. As, as long as you don't put too much weight in it. Yeah. There's one thing I wish it had. I wish it had like a support across the front. Mm. 
because oh. that would give it is stiffness. Yeah. Because the way it is right now, with the zippers all the way down, with the binos in there, yeah. And you like bend over, they'll just flop out mm. because yeah. it kind of folds in on itself. That yeah. Right. Sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, how quiet is 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 it a pretty coarse material? Because I know I kind of moved away from wearing any kind of a chest rig system mm-hmm. in a bear bait um, because I noticed mine was very uh, noisy. You just any kind of little movement you make huh. is it, just a dense material. It's you know majority waterproof uh, or water resistant, I should say. But it it just it seemed like when I would like try to slowly reach over. And let's say to grab a snack or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Like as my coat would shift underneath it and as my arm would move a little bit, yeah. even moving very slowly, you would yeah. just hear yeah. hear the resistance on that. So, I mean, did you notice it was a little bit quieter? Or? It, it was fairly quiet. Was it? And okay. I think that's because, you know, it doesn't really matter what the material on the front of it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's more what's on the back. And the back had your, had like a th- kind of a thicker pad for breathability so you don't sweat just yep. from wearing it. Gotcha. At least to help not sweat as much. I think because of that, kind of held that material. It off was a lot a softer bit. material too. Right. Yeah, so right. like the more coarse material the front of it was made of. You know, a lot of bino harnesses are that way. Right. Right. right? Um, Trying to be durable and right, they're durable, stuff. but yeah. they'll have a pad on the back. I'm looking at a bino harness. You know, that is like that. It's got mm-hmm. the kind. It's padded and soft on the back. Yeah. Um, nice. I was thinking about taking it for deer this year, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to. Yeah. I mm. used it for moose hunting. And the kind of moose hunting I was doing, it was okay because I was just sitting so I could unzip right. and set up. Yep. But any kind of spot and stock or anything like that, it would suck. Might be yeah. pretty good for predator hunting. Oh, it'd probably be sweet for that. Because, yeah, you're not moving your arms around but, so much, right. digging through pockets and stuff. Right. Wow. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I threw an extra GoPro battery in it at one point. Like, nice. It's very versatile. It's got a lot of pockets on the inside. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it was nice to use. I, I, even, I even put my predator call, just like yeah. you would. Like yeah. you say, it's, they actually make a windicator pouch that you can that's molly you can put whatever you want on it but yeah awesome well for me um i'm kind of the same way like you had said dalton at the beginning um i've run the same setup for a long time um i'm kind of more old school kind of run the more old school setup um i'm a big fan of flannel yeah so you buy (laughs) some new flannel shirts (laughs) Yeah. yeah If you see any pictures of me out there, if I can wear flannel, I'm usually wearing a flannel. Um, yeah. And, you know, and I, I get nice ones, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not just out there wearing any any old flannel, but, um, you know, I think the one I have right now that I use primarily is like, I think it's made by L.L. Bean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My wife bought it for me and it's got synthetic insulation liner yeah. on the inside. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really, really durable and whatnot. Um, and for the most part of, you know, historically worn like insulated Carhartt pants or something like yeah. that. You know, yeah. like, I'm just, yeah. the I'm old guys used to do quiet. it that way. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. And heavy. Um, but you know, I've just kind of always been in that mindset. Like, oh, the yeah. old guys did it. You know, people did it before all this fancy yeah. gear. You yeah. know, I can do it. And, Absolutely. And, and just kind of toughed it out. Um, but, you know, over the years, I've slowly dove more into the modern hunting gear and stuff like that. And one thing I really did this year was i upped my uh my puffy game so oh. i have historically i mean i've always had like some form of like an insulated gear kind of thing like i said a lot of synthetic yeah. insulation in those those pieces i've worn before but uh a lightweight puffy setup was something i just kind of resisted for a long time yeah um i, I knew it had a lot of dirt or, or a lot of usability um I, I've, I've always known that but i just kind of 
I was more about durability right. than anything. Yeah, and puffies are not. <laughs> puffies are not durable. And, and you know, when you're you're looking at the price point on a lot of these ones, it's, oh, yeah. it's hard to imagine ripping a hole in it, you know, just going through some brush or something like that. Yeah. Um, but this year, I decided to just go for it because, you know, I was tired of being cold while glassing and all of that. And I ended up getting the uh, Stone Glacier, the Grumman uh-huh. top. Uh, that's the one I, I went with for the top. And for the, uh, the bottom, I did not go with the Grumman bottoms. Um, and there's a reason for that. I actually went with the Mountain Hardware uh, men's compressor pant. Okay. Um, and it's, I think those ones, I, I got them at a local store here, the, the Beaver Sports. Um, and the reason I went with those ones is they have synthetic insulation instead of down. Um, so they're a little bit more water resistant. And for my lower portion, I figured that might be a little bit more important. Um, And the other thing I really liked about them was they have a protective uh, layer on top of your knees and your Ah, behind. Good. So while you're kneeling or sitting or anything like that, you've actually got a much thicker layer on those those high, high, uh, whatever you call it, abrasion points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I felt a lot more comfortable wearing those if I was going to be are out. Mountain hardware. Mountain hardware. Yep. Cool. Um, which, you know, maybe not a, I don't know how much of a hunting brand they are, but they're, they're perfectly good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and night and day difference, you know, as oh, long yeah. as you, you use it appropriately and you're not using it as a, a strict exterior layer or anything yeah. like that, you know, right. And, right. which you never really do. Right. Um, I mean, man, so much lighter, so much warmer. Um, yeah. and so, <laughs> you know, I mean, can you do it with, with, you know, just being tough and using, you know, and I was always fairly warm. Um, but yeah. it was kind of like you said, like when you stop moving right. and whatnot. So it was nice to be able to use those. They, they both compress down really nicely. Um, and being able to have those in my pack at all times and just whip them out when I needed them, um, was awesome. Nice. I use those a lot during moose season, um, uh, being out there. Um, and for me and uh, my wife and a good buddy of mine went on a grizzly bear hunt. Um, uh, towards the, I think it was the end of September, last weekend in September. And, uh, saw a couple well, we tried closing the distance on one, didn't quite get close enough before it dipped into a ravine, uh, unfortunately, but it was cold, man. Yeah. The snow had moved in, in the mountains. I think I posted some videos of it or something. And the wind was howling. The visibility was actually the first day. The visibility was awesome. That's when we spotted those two bears. We saw like 23 moose, bunch of caribou. Um, and the snow wasn't quite as bad, but the second day, man, it was just howling in there and the snow got real bad. Um, but I, we still stayed out there for, I mean, over an eight hour day, yeah. just trying to glass between the, between the clouds as it would clear for a few minutes and yeah. see if we could move in on something. Um, and I mean, those things, just those two extra little bits kept me, I mean, super comfortable. I mean, yeah. not at, not at one point during that whole day did I feel chilled or anything like that and um so that's a that's a big thing for me um kind of easing into the uh the, the modern world of puffy gear mm. um, <laughs> yeah you know um and along those same lines of being you know a little bit of adding a little bit of extra comfort uh i for my sleep while yeah. i'm out there sleeping i've traditionally just kind of same thing used the what they used to use, you know, just foam rolls and stuff like that. And just, oh yeah, it'll work, you know, or, right. or the, the, you know, the Coleman right. uh, pad, if I was going to use anything. Um, 
and never really worried too much about it. But, you know, doing a lot of research into the R value of different, different uh, pads and whatnot and figuring out how it affects the sleep system you choose to take with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, how it can extend the use of a certain rated or certain degree rated bag if you're more insulated off the ground. Right. So yeah. I actually took your advice, Dalton, and I went out and I bought that Neo Air, the x Light NXT. Um, yep. The sleeping pad. Yep. Um, but and I love that thing. That's the X-Therm. <laughs> the, the, X, seven, the X-Therm, yeah. The 7.3 R value. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That thing is awesome. I love that thing. It is night and day difference as far as comfort goes. I've yeah. always been a little bit cold during the nights um and i've just always kind of dealt with it you know i mean it was the same thing when i was a kid growing up camping you know i mean you're just you're sleeping on the ground there's always a little bit of chill yeah um you just roll over every 20 minutes or something like that and you know heat that part of your body back up that's great uh (laughs) so (laughs) you know but uh you know having something that actually really does insulate you off the ground um is huge it's it's i would say that's game changing especially if you're going to be out there for a while yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a little expensive. I mean, I think those things run like 240, 250 bucks. Somewhere yeah, in there. They're, they're expensive, but I mean, worth every penny. It's it, it absolutely is. worth it. And they're, they're tough too. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that was the other thing I was very I was impressed just with. Just going to say it's the toughest inflatable air pad that I've ever used. Yeah. yeah. I, I was very impressed with it. I was real worried, you know, I mean, cause yeah. I've always used those real thick, thick plastic ones that kind of yeah. just air up a little bit, but they have no, no mm-hmm. insulation value. Right. And so I was holding this thing i mean i think it's like less than a pound or, or maybe right at a pound yeah, somewhere yeah, in there something like that i mean it's this dinky little thing you know right. <laughs> it's like smaller than yeah. a water bottle yeah you're like how is this gonna hold my you know my big self off the, yeah <laughs> off the ground and not not pop in the middle of the night yeah and it did phenomenal um yeah. and so definitely worth the investment there i mean yeah. if you're going to be camping out especially in areas where the temperatures may fluctuate a yeah. lot yep. you're not sure what you're going to get into might yep. as well prepare for the worst so absolutely um that was that was a huge one for me this year so let's um, I, I i need to wrap back to this here so i wondered what the meaning of uncompagre yeah. is ah, i was going to bring that up it is an indian word um it is a southwestern colorado the uncompagre people and it's spelled u-n-c-o-m-p-a H G R E. So it very strange so, word. Yeah, a- <laughs> Uncompagre wilderness gets its name yeah. from an Ute Indian word, U T E or or Ute. Ute I, I, yeah. I, if I'm not pronouncing that right, I apologize. In one translation, it comes out as dirty water. This wilderness is located in the north central region of the San Juan Mountains in Colorado. So I then looked up the waterproof level of the Uncompagre foundry because like I said, I used it in very light rain, but I was very hesitant Mm. to push my luck because I thought, you know, I just don't want to get my single biggest puffy layer wet. Now I had Mm -hmm. a backup. I brought my Stone Glacier Cirque jacket as a backup insulation layer. Mm -hmm. And I thought I would have to wear it if the temperatures really did drop down. I didn't. uh, And and I always ended up putting that omen over over the Uncompagre foundry jacket. And I, I found an article written by Remy Warren. Now, Remy started working with First Light. So it, it, some people may say that this is a biased review. Um, I, I've, I've got some respect for Remy. I, I think yeah. He's, yeah. he's a good dude. I, I've, I've been following along with what he's done and with Tim Burnett, with Solo Hunter for years. 
And I've always liked Remy. You know, mm-hmm. he was he's been a guide for a long time. He was a guide first and then developed part of the solo hunter show with Tim Burnett and then kind of grew into this role um kind of with the meat eater first light uh realm in more recent times. But he used the Uncompagre Foundry jacket uh for the entire elk season last year testing it. Um that was he was introduced to the jacket in 2021 and he used it as his sole outer layer hmm. i believe he said for the entire five week season that he was out guiding elk hunts wow yeah in elk guiding season in montana five weeks straight and every day i encountered everything from wet to dry to cold to hot from mid-october till the end of november so he says that it it, it remained waterproof the entire time now that's not Alaska fall rain conditions. That's going to mm-hmm. be colder, more mountainous, a lot of snow, and some rain, certainly, mm. but not necessarily just rain day Tor- after day after downpour. day. Yeah. Right. So I would probably still err on the side of it's not going to be a rain jacket. Yeah. But if it's not raining the entire time and if it's just snow off and on, it sounds like it'll probably hold up to it. And I found some other reviews from forums as well, and it all kind of goes along that line. Yeah. So. It's a great versatile piece from what I've used it so far. I'm going to continue to use it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I said earlier that you know when you were talking about puffies and your hesitation to it for a long time was that they're just not durable and they don't last very long seemingly. Yep. And in the effort to try to use fewer layers and eliminate some from carrying so many extra little things in your pack, it's nice to just kind of slim down to a few things that just work. Right. And they're multi-use items, and that that jacket really does a great job of that. I've I've been very happy with it. So awesome. I'm going to continue to use it on that on on my next few hunts that I've got coming up, cold, wet weather hunts. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so we'll, we'll see we'll see how she does. Right on. Well, I'm excited to hear about that. So let's go around the table one more time and say what's a thing you're looking to get for next season. What's something you thought maybe oh, maybe boy. he was lacking. Just choose one, not the whole laundry list. <laughs> Mariah, you first. <laughs> okay. Well, so vinyl um, harness, like chest rig stuff, has been a big deal for me. Mm, yeah. Um, since I, I mean, I started using a Badlands one a few years ago, and I always thought they were dumb until I used one. I did too. Like the chest rig idea. In well, and of just itself. like the actual like vinyl pack, not yeah. just the vinyls hanging off your yeah. chest. Because the they had, you know, I had a the a, old Butler Creek suspenders. <laughs> I never, I may, I may have used one of those at one point. I actually bought the nicest, biggest, like, shoulder straps I could that actually, like, harnessed it to me so yeah. it wasn't bouncing around as much. Yeah. Mm. Um. So I used one of the, I used that for years. See, but, I, was, I was the opposite. I used the, like, the, the Leupold one that came with the Leupold binos. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. It's just tiny but, little thin straps. <laughs> but it was just, you know, but they're still just binos, no protection. Yeah. They're still popping, right? Um. Because Because there had to be movement for you to be able to pick them up and look, right? And I mean, I used that for a long time and I always thought the vinyl, you know, the chest rigs were dumb. Of course, I would look at the, like the Sitka one, which, yeah, sure, it's super light, but there's nothing about that one that makes me want it. Mm. I look at, every time I look at it, I think there's nothing about this that is, (laughs) that is worth $200 for one, but, you know. Shots fired. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) um, I've looked at it again and again. I walk into sports and be like, huh, there's the, yeah, no, I 
<laughs> nope, still hate it. So I was in, I, I've been looking at several different ones based on a specific design. I want forward opening, yeah. right? I want yep. e- quick, easy access, open and close fast, like quiet. Quiet, exactly. Yeah. That's a big thing. That's the reason I'm not going to use that chest. Another reason not to use that chest rig for anything spot work, and stock or close. Work that zipper yeah. is, is it's, it's loud. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, so I'm looking at the Alaska Guide Creations Ravis vinyl pack. Mm. Uh, it's the one I was yeah. asking if you knew anybody that used the other day. And it, yeah. they make a forward opening one now. It's big. Yeah. I've got big binos. Um, it's got Molly on the front and on the sides. Well, not on the sides. It's got Molly on the... No, it has some on the sides. Some on the bottom. It's got pockets on both sides. It's got the phone slot in the back. It has a couple of nice like pockets flipping stuff on top. Yeah. I think it even has a pocket inside the main compartment. Oh, like you really? Slip a, you know, your tags or whatever you want down in there. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it comes with a uh, an extra bag that hangs off the bottom. Yeah. It comes with a tether. It comes with bino tethers. I think it even comes with a rangefinder tether. Like, what you get for $130 mm. oh, really? is a lot. That's you, it, huh? Yeah. And you can get on their website, and you can add other stuff that attaches to it. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of how the other stuff attaches to it. They just okay. have it attaching straight to the side. Is it RASCO compatible with a holster? Yes. It is. Yes. Yes, it is. Huh. Um, huh. Wow. Interesting. Um, and they sell the Sportsman's Warehouse, don't they? They do. Very cool. You, you seem interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I've been running the Kuyu harness uh, mm-hmm. since I ditched the last one that I was using last year. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's forward opening, and the Kuyu one is advertised as waterproof, which is like my biggest thing. Like, I, I wanted a waterproof one. It's forward opening, it's quiet, it's a tension system. And it's waterproof. I still cover it with a rain jacket when it's pouring mm-hmm. because once a harness gets wet on yeah. the inside, man, good luck. Every time you pull your glass out, it's just fogged up. And yep. I, I, I've heard some guy, well, you're not going to be able to work a zipper on a stock. No, but I unzip it on the way to the stock. Right. Yeah. I just you unzip know it ahead of time. You know you're headed towards the stock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and if, if I'm moose hunting and I'm calling, my rain jacket is unzipped and I just get right. a little bit wet. That's just, but I make that sacrifice. Right. You know, right. That everybody has their little different style. But in an effort to try to keep the harness as dry as possible, mm-hmm. when it's pouring down rain, I've got a raincoat over my bino harness. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've liked the Kuyu one, but it is not as, as, as well streamlined of a design as I would like. It's an interim that I'm just kind of waiting to find something else that mm-hmm. may or may not come along. We'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Down no, the road. I, I have one of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been looking at bino harnesses all summer. I, I mean, even last winter, I've just been looking, yeah, looking at them, yeah. googling them every once in a while, looking at what's available. Yeah, and there was a few I had, you know, I was, I was, I mean, I've looked at the T and K, I've looked at the what's the kangaroo? Oh, marsupial. Yeah, marsupial. Mm. It's magnetic. I just, um, I can't stand the magnetic. Uh, ones. I'm not, I'm not opposed to magnetic at all. I depending on like how it. it's closed. I was to say on how it is. If it's a quiet closed magnetic, yeah. then yes. Yeah. Um. The uh. I, I mean, I've looked at a bunch of stuff and. Is the new FHF harness waterproof? No. They sell a rain slicker for it yeah, that actually attaches to it. Right. So you just flop it forward and flop the lid so off. So it stays it. attached. So it stays attached, yeah. Okay. That's not the worst thing in the world. So yeah. I, and I okay. looked at the FHF one, considered it. I mean, I, I already have the wings. I thought, I thought they were going to come out with a waterproof one. Well, they came out with a waterproof chest rig, but I don't believe they're doing the waterproof okay. vinyl harness. Okay. And it's magnetic too. So, you know. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I thought it was just bungee tension. But after looking at the Ravis and Sportsman's, and if they don't have the color on, I might order it. But 
It's right. the same price, right? But um, I, I really like the idea of it. I don't like the fact they don't have an attachment for wings like a lot of vinyl harnesses oh, do. Oh, really? So okay. you can't like run stuff against your body off yeah. the sides. It's yeah. designed to attach to the side of the pack instead, which I don't really like. Kind of adds more left-right lateral tension. Well, it adds more... Um, it adds more weight hanging off the side of your bio right. harness instead of off your chest yeah. rig itself. Yeah. Where it's more supported. Yeah, which, you know, I don't mind hanging stuff hanging off the bottom as much. I think I might try it. I can always attach my FHF uh, uh, rangefinder pocket to the side of this, yeah. right? Right. Because yeah. it's Molly, which is what's great about that. But I don't, I think I'm thinking about trying it. And I'm sure I could figure out a way to sew in some loops to add a wing on one side of Take it down to. I'm sure there's a custom shop in town. Apocalypse design or something, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Awesome. Of course, then it'll be you know the price of anything else. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm kind of looking for next year along the same lines as what I I advanced upon this year um, with the sleeping pad came the realization that I've been toughing it out trying to sleep in the backcountry for a while. Um, whether it's, you know, <laughs> um, whether it's a comfort thing or a staying warm thing, um, yeah. you know, and just like with getting into the puffies and getting into, you know, a better sleeping pad. Yeah. Kind of opened my eyes a little bit. So I've been looking to upgrade my, my sleeping bag um, for next year as a, as a big, you know, yeah. Th- that's a, a big priority item for me is to be a little bit more comfortable while I'm sleeping out there. Yeah. Um, this last year I've been using the, oh, what is that? The REI uh, Frostbreaker okay. or Frostbreak 5. It's a five degree bag. Um, and it's not a bad bag by any stretch of the imagination. Down it's it's synthetic. Some, okay. Um, so it's a synthetic bag. It's a mummy style. Yeah. Um, and um, it's real comfortable. Uh, Warmth wise, yeah, you know, it, it, it within its range, it, it keeps you nice and warm, but if anything, a little bit too warm, yeah. Uh, so five degrees that's a pretty cold bag, yeah, it's a pretty cold bag. Um, so but and, and that's kind of one of the things I don't like about it is I, I don't, you know, when the, you get into these nice sleeping bags, I mean, you're looking at you know, six to eight hundred dollars for a bag oh, sometimes, yeah, yeah you know, and, sure. And so to have like pay that twice for a 15 and a zero, just yeah. You know, when you're trying to hunt on a budget and, right. you know, also buy a house and all this other stuff, it's like, you know, um, uh, not to say the hunting budget is not a big budget, but it's still the budget. Um, yeah. And so, uh, I think that one, the, I think the frost break costs like, I don't know, it's like 200 bucks or something like that. Okay. If, if that, you know, it's not a, it's not a crazy expensive bag yeah. by any stretch. Um, but for me, and, and the reason I went with that one specifically was not actually because of the price. Um, but it was because it was one of the few where the large size bag actually fits a person of my size. Um, and I've talked about that before on the show, the struggle of trying to find stuff that fits larger people Okay, uh, when you're trying to, to do more of a lightweight setup. Um, that bag's not crazy light, but it's not super heavy either. It's just kind of a, a decent all around bag. Okay. Um, so this year I'm really looking at kind of upgrading that. The one I'm eyeballing right now um is actually from big agnes but it's the it's the lost ranger ultralight three-in-one sleeping bag um zero degree down so a little back and forth on the down 
versus synthetic. I mean, I do yeah. like keeping synthetic insulation mm-hmm. for the sleep the sleeping bag just because you know, as we talked about on the show before, it'll wick that moisture a lot better. It's yeah. not going to go flat on you. Yeah. Um, if anything catastrophic does happen, I have a uh, waterproof uh, compression bag that I always put my sleeping bag in. Um, I think it's, uh, I don't know, 20 or 30 liter, something like that. Okay. It's probably a 20, yeah. but yeah, it, it's, it's a full compression sack and it's mm-hmm. waterproof. So I always try to keep my bag in that anyways. Um, but just in case something does happen, yeah. you know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Now, the thing I like about the big Agnes, um, is the size for one when you get the long one um it is set up for somebody of my size actually eh, no exactly my size six six foot six inches yeah um so it'll be comfortable uh it's not exceptionally heavy um the Mm. large size bag with all the layers combined weighs three pounds three ounces yeah so that's not terrible yeah and you got to think too i'm not like a dedicated backcountry you know walk-in hunter Mm -hmm. either yeah um, I do a lot of wheeler. I do a lot of, you know, I'm hunting out of boats. Um, yep. A lot of times I'm flying somewhere. So while weight might be a consideration on a plane, space is not necessarily, right? Like, I mean, within reason, w- within absolute reason. Yeah. Um, not to say you can't be careless, but this thing packs down pretty good anyways. Um, it is, like I said, down insulation, but it's a, it's a good, the reason I like this setup is the three-in-one concept. Okay. Uh, one big Agnes does a really cool thing with the sleep pad attachment system. Okay. So this one in particular has, uh, all four corners of the bag have attachment points that go onto your sleeping pad. So you're not rolling off of it. You're not kicking sideways. Okay. Um, if you roll over in your sleep, you're just still on the pad nice and centered. Yep. Um, I know, I think you have a big Agnes bag. I do. Mo, but yours has a sleeve, doesn't it? That you put your, your thing into. Yeah. It, your, it actually has no insulation on the bottom. Right. It has right. a sleeve where you can pull it, put a, a sleeping pad into. Right. Okay. So yeah, this one doesn't have the sleeve. It just has like cinch, cinch points. Okay. And you put it around the sleeping pack and then cinch it down and it keeps it. That sounds nice like it might be centered. a little easier to. A little easier and a little lighter, I think is why they it did might that stay too. In place better that way too. Maybe. But, and then again, when you have that 7.3 R. You know, sleeping bed. Yeah. Um, that comes in pretty handy. Yeah. But the thing I like about it is it's it's modular. Yeah. So it's a three in one. You can use all three pieces um individually or together. Hmm. And only one of the pieces is or no, sorry. Yeah, the inner pieces are the only mummy style setup there. So for a lot of the earlier season stuff, if I'm going out after caribou or whatnot, um, it's still like a twenty degree bag. Um is it more of like a quilt at that point then? So it's more squared. Yeah. So you can bend your knees a little bit better. That was one problem I had with that frost break is even though it was rated for somebody my size, yeah. when I got all the way in it and I zipped it up all the way, yeah. very restricted. Okay. It was hard to get my arms back down yeah. by my waist. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. It was kind yeah. of just tucked in, you know, as tight as it could possibly be. Yeah. Um, didn't really feel like you had any kind of movement or any yeah. kind of yeah. um, freedom. And so that was a little restricted. Um, which may have contributed to why it felt a little bit extra warm sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with this one, if it's a warm, you know, warm day, even if you bring multiple layers out to your hunt, you can strip it down and only use the certain layers you need. Yeah. Uh, whether that's a 45 degree bag, a 20 degree bag, or a zero degree bag. Interesting. Um, when you combine it all together. So I like that you have that kind of modular use. Yeah. Um, at the same price point. So you're not having to buy expensive bags for different uses. Um, not 100% sure on the durability. Not 100% sure 
if I'm okay with going strictly down mm. for a sleeping bag. Like yeah. I said, I am a, a big fan of synthetic insulation. It's a little heavier, sure. Maybe yeah. not as packable, sure. Yeah. But I'm not, that's not my primary concern. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I need it to be fairly light and fairly packable, but yeah. I'm not, you know, at least I will be doing some crazy stuff, you know, this year, but yeah, uh, just, tr- you know, where my moose area is, where yeah. you know, things like that, I'm not. So, and, and the, the other thing you have to think about too is how long are you going to be out? You know, that, that's, right. that's something too. If you're not going to be out for weeks and weeks and weeks on end, and you've got the opportunity that every few days you'll be back in town anyway, mm-hmm. over like a three or four day weekend, you can afford to have a damp down bag after a four day weekend, right. come home, throw it in the house and turn the wood stove up and yeah, <laughs> you're yep. fine. You know, it's not a big deal. It's not a big consequence. And even if you are going to be doing expedition style hunts, man, I've carried a 15 degree Western mountaineering bag for mm. a while for my backpacking stuff for the last couple of years. And it's great. Yeah. And I've, I've <clears throat> not been always super careful about getting into it damp. Right, right. And it's done fine. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want to do it often mm-hmm. and repeatedly over and over and over again on a hunt like that where yep. I couldn't dry it out reliably. But if you're conscious of it and you're very careful about it, I, I think it's definitely doable to, right. to get by with a down bag. I've, I've done it and it does work fine. Yeah. And, and it is a treated down as well. Yeah. Um, it's the down tech treated insulation. Yeah. So I, 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 this is not my pick for a, for a thing to try this year or, or something that I'm going to do differently, but I'm, I, I need to get a colder rated um, packable bag. Yeah. And I, I think I'm going to go with the Stone Glacier Chilkoot zero degree bag. Yep. Uh, th- th- there are other... That was the other one I was eyeballing. There were th- th- there are some rumblings of different companies doing different things and adding some options in the market. You know, the, the Sitka Aerolite bag is mm-hmm. synthetic, uh, but the Aerolite technology and the insulation, I, I know we talked about that in the show before, uh, that's, that is comparable warmth to weight ratio as down Mm -hmm. and it's very packable compared to other synthetic insulation but the only bag that sitka offers right now with that insulation is a 30 degree bag right which is not what i need in the backcountry yep um you can subscribe to the theory of sleeping in insulation layers and that will substitute and give you a warmer rating which it will yeah i totally agree with but i'm dealing with temperatures potentially up here where i don't want to have to wear clothes to Mm -hmm. make a 30 degree bag into a 15 degree bag right i want to have a bag minimum 15 degree rating that if i have to wear clothes it becomes a zero degree bag right so that survival aspect of having a 15 degree bag minimum to start with allows you that opportunity that if you need to get warm or if if it just gets that cold yep. and you have a hard time sleeping on a hunt, you can throw on a puffy uh, puffy pants and puffy jacket and you'll mm-hmm. sleep like a baby. Yeah, it's not the most comfortable thing to sleep in some puffy insulation, but it's better than being cold all night long. Right, mm-hmm. right. So starting with a 15-degree bag is recommended, and I, I'm going to go ahead and try a zero-degree bag. I, I, I think I'm going to go ahead and go with that Stone Glacier Zero and, and give yeah. that a shot. I've heard a lot of great things about the Stone Glacier bags. Well, and, and that kind of falls back to, you know, each brand is different. Yeah. Because, you know, you'll look at some, like like the, the worry about down, you yeah. know, like a chill bag. 
you almost never hear about those things going flat. You never hear about I those things. I still haven't found one. Right. Yeah. And, I, and, I still can't find a bad review about one. Yeah. And so for for them, for the Stone Glacier brand, you know, they've done a very good job of protecting that down from the elements and, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and making sure that it stays stays loft. And so that, that's just where I don't know what the, the yeah. quality of the, the Big Agnes is. Yeah. But, but exactly like what you're saying, you know, it's, you're going to end up in, in Alaska specifically, you're going to end up in so many different situations. Yeah. You know, whether I'm doing a fly out caribou hunt in early to mid, mid August, yeah. you know, where I don't need a crazy, crazy sleeping bag in yeah. most cases. Yeah. <laughs> There's always those years. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. I've, but I've gotten this snow on Or August I'm, 10th. you know, wheeling in somewhere in the very last bits where the snow's already deep enough that you know, I'm a little worried about getting my wheeler out. But, you know, for a, a late season grizzly hunt or something like that, you know, I want to be able to have something that can kind of get, go through both of those seasons and those yeah. extremes without yep. having to worry about it. Yep. And that's kind of one of my big focuses um, while maintaining the fact that I can sleep in it comfortably and not yeah. be crunched up and having to yeah. be in, forced into the fetal position, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I so. think the Stone Glacier Chilkoot bag, I, I was just looking it up just to just to uh, refresh my memory on the size of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, if I can get it to load here, it says fits up to a six foot five tall individual. So close. So you're going to be <laughs> pretty snug in that bag, it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. And, and the nice, such a nice thing about down is this is a zero degree bag and it's two pounds, 10 ounces. Yeah. That's just wow. so much, <laughs> yep. so much nicer. I, I, I carried a zero degree bag around for moose season and for this last bear hunt. And I carried around a zero degree synthetic bag. Yeah. And it's all of five pounds. Right, right. And it takes up the bottom third of my Barney's pack. Right. It's monstrous. So I well. I just I thought, you know what? I, I I need to just get a lighter weight zero degree bag and then yeah. just ride the lightning. And if it gets wet and <laughs> and quits, then I know Stone Glacier will warranty it and I can hash it out with them. They'll yeah. they're, they're a good group of guys. Uh, but I've seen enough people use them, in, even in the environments up here, mm-hmm. and they seem to hold up well in the high moisture environment. So I'm going to test it. That's just part of what I like doing. I enjoy just testing stuff that normally I might not even advise other folks to do. Mm-hmm. If I could only own one sleeping bag to hunt all of Alaska, it wouldn't be a down bag. Right. But yeah. I'm going to try it right. <laughs> and just see yeah, how it works. Because exactly. if it works, then I can save three pounds out of my pack. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, a foot and a half of space. Yeah. So hopefully Sitka comes out with a, a heavier duty one. I'd, I'd uh, love it if they came out light. with a zero degree arrow light. Oh, That'd man. be awesome. I would jump all over that. Oh, yeah. In a heartbeat. You know, Dalton, yeah. there's a lot of us that appreciate your testing of gear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Of course, it's funny because <laughs> you tested a lot of rain jackets. Yeah, I did. And I asked you about your rain jackets and, that and was... then I went and bought one that you were like, eh. Yeah, yeah. That that no. was that was but... the one gear thing that I've I, I think I've ever <laughs> looked at what you had and said, Man, I got to try that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, just, you usually put the money into your gear. So Yeah, well, I, I live in my gear a lot of That's the true. years. That's there true. There you go. All right, well, Mo, let's take a break real quick, and we'll dive back in. All right, folks. We all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year, I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and action securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric, and gut health supplements. 
They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, go to StealthyHunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA. All right, so what about you, Dalton? What are you looking forward to this next year? Well, for something different to try with gear, um, something very different from what I've been using mm. is uh, more wool. More wool? Yeah. I yeah. knew you'd come around someday. <laughs> I am just <laughs> so tired of smelling like pig pen <laughs> after a season's worth of guiding. Well, you got to you. You get that, that, uh, that dead downwind deodorant, man. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. 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 We, no deodorant is better than bad deodorant after three weeks of no shower. It just turns into a paste that sticks to your I know, shirt. I no. Know. No. Just go in clean and yeah, it's better to just deal with the smell and just use your dude wipes. Did you end up ordering that uh, was the kiln base layer no no you didn't no so i I, i've been wearing wool as far as base layers for a while Mm -hmm. like uh from stone glacier i've i've worn some of the kuyu stuff now Uh, i've got the kuyu pro merino 200 zip off long john bottoms and those are awesome i've had those for a couple of years same pair and they they're holding up great Mm -hmm. Uh, i obviously wool socks you know the the basic things and then from stone glacier i've been wearing their merino wool short sleeve shirt okay and then the quarter zip um little lightweight hoodie to go over the shirt that's like my base layer you know next to skin and that does a great job it doesn't stink very much after you know like this last hunt that, that brown bear hunt i was out there for what 20 days yeah. all in all yeah i'm away from home to the time i got back and took a shower it was 20 days or 21 days so i was wearing the same stuff for the whole time and that merino t-shirt and quarter zip pullover is great but my mid layer i mentioned i was wearing the uh, that barney's pullover i think it's the nunavac pullover okay yeah and they make two different pullovers they're the same thing but different materials so they're the same you know quarter zip no hood just a collar design long sleeve it looks like the same thing but there are different colors and one of them is prima loft fleece and one of them is wool and i bought the fleece one um, at the same time i bought that brooks range jacket a few years ago and it is very warm mm-hmm. it doesn't you know, uh, it, it doesn't breathe super well, but it's not meant to be high exertion layer. You know? right, You're right. not supposed to be able to breathe very well through that. But once it gets through the middle of September and onward, I've been wearing that thing a lot as my mid layer for years now. And I, I burned a hole in it in the sleeve with my white gas lantern. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> not all the way through, but it melted kind of the forearm where there's some nylon protective coating mm-hmm. there. I smelled it first, and I was like, what is it? Oh, it's my hoodie <laughs> when I was in the tent. So it didn't go through and get me in the forearm, thankfully. But um, I, I've, I've been thinking this year that, you know, I, it'd be nice to get that in a wool mm-hmm. piece instead. And I, I, I got, I got a, a wool pullover uh, last year. I think my wife bought it for me for like a birthday or Christmas present, something like that. And it's made by Asbel Wool. Mm, yeah. It's it's named after G. Fred Asbel. He he recently passed away. I think it was e- either earlier this year or, or late last year. 
and he was a pioneer in the traditional bow hunting world, wrote a couple of books, and yeah. was always a, a, a longtime contributor to Traditional Bow Hunter magazine. And he, had, he did a lot of good things in the archery community for the, for the trad bow community. And he had his own wool company, Asbel Wool. And I had always looked at wool as kind of a heavy, not very packable, you know, just kind of a, well, and that's just kind of dated and it's heavy and you know, well, it's just heavy, right? I, I always come back to that. It's just too heavy, but it's so great. But there are a lot of instances where I'm not sheep hunting, right? I'm not carrying a camp. I'm not moving around all that much. And I sure would like to have a couple of more mid layers and even jackets that I'm going to wear a lot hunting mm-hmm. as warmth layers that are just wool because then they don't stink. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the, the wool is the original synthetic insulation, if you will, as far as its properties of being able to keep you warm when it's wet. Absolutely. It does not dry as fast as synthetic insulation does, but it does remain warm when wet. And some guys will say, well, it's a terrible idea for a survival uh, um, um, next to skin layer to have merino wool because it takes far too much longer to dry than a synthetic layer does. I have not had a bad experience with it. It does seem to dry plenty fast enough for me. Yeah. I hunted I would- with somebody this year that went in a river. Well, Two different people, now that I just yeah. came to mind, <laughs> two different people that I talked to this year that went in a river and yeah. were wearing merino wool next to skin layers and then a wool mid-layer. And they dried out in plenty of time. Yeah. W- once they got out of the water, got in a sleeping bag, and then drank some hot water and put a hot Nalgene in their bag with them to try to dry out. And they dried out plenty quickly. Yeah. Well, and you got to think like with modern technology yeah. and how... You know, all of this stuff is designed for the hunting world yeah. by hunters. Yeah. So th- with the modern blends and everything like that, you're not going to have the same problems that maybe you yeah. would have had in the past yeah. with the original wool base layers. Yeah. So yeah. there's something else I was, since you mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I was thinking about talking about that I was planning on buying this year was also more wool. I bought a lot of synthetic base layers based on your recommendation. Synthetic layers just dry faster. Yeah. So I have you know, all my base layer stuff was pretty much synthetic. Almost yeah. all of it was. Yeah. And, uh, and I used it and I liked it and it was like, it was the best base layers I'd used so far, but I did a first light order and I threw in a, they had a di- extra discount on a hoodie or something on, on the, on the wick hoodie. And I ordered it and I thought, I didn't even think anything of it. I saw, yeah, Merino hoodie, you know, I, I yeah. like those light base layer hoodies. I want another one. Yeah. So I was mm-hmm. like, I, I don't have a first light one, you know, get a first light one. So I ordered it and I put it on like, man, this is, it was like softest base layer I've ever yeah. worn. Yeah. I put it on, really enjoyed it. Wore it to like as a base layer for work in the mornings yeah. because it was getting chilly. So I just put that on and then take it off. So I didn't yeah. ruin it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I did that and I moose hunted in it. I, mean, I wore that thing for a week or two. Mm-hmm. No smell. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And it dried instantly. Yeah. No sweat stuck to me. Nothing. Yeah. I was, and so I, so like, like I said, I kind of threw it in the cart. Like, oh, cool. That's that's not that much money. I'm gonna buy yeah. it. Mm. And I, so I started looking it up. What's what? Why is this not what I heard about wool? Yeah. You know, and they've yeah they've mixed particles. Yeah. You know these what they call it the thirty seven point five is the brand. Yep. Particles they've interwoven with the wool and yep. it, to help it, dries it dries faster. It's lighter. Scent yeah. control more. I mean, I, yep. there's not. <laughs> yeah. You talk about somebody. Is hard on gear. 
Yeah. Not just because of wear and tear, but smell. I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, boy. Yeah. That was a, like, so I'm going to buy some more of their, I mean, I was really impressed with that. Yeah. I have a Merino base layer from uh, bottoms from Sitka. Yeah. And they're all right. Yeah. But compared to how comfortable yeah. the wick yeah. was from first light, I'm going to get some first light yeah. base bottoms just because it's so much more comfortable. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm done with synthetics because right. I'm definitely right. not. And right. I still right. think that for any high exertion hunts, I still revert back to synthetics. Right. Yeah. They do dry faster. There's no denying that. And Knowing your scheduling, you know, if if I know I'm only going to be out there for 10 days at a time and then I can come back and do a load of laundry back at camp or something like that in between guided hunts, mm-hmm. then I'm still going to wear synthetics like in the spring, summer, and early fall. Right. What right. I'm talking about is, I, and I'm, I'm even going to change a little bit of my kit for deer hunting this winter uh, in the islands is... I'm going to wear some wool stuff under like that Uncompagre foundry jacket. Mm-hmm. Things that are very insulated and I don't have to wear two mid-layer synthetic hoodies to do the job of yeah. one heavier duty wool jacket. Yeah. And there, you know, wool is not cheap. No. Not, not by a long shot. I looked up a company today that I've heard a little bit about here and there, Weather Wool. $650. Yeah for a wool pullover that, that's mm. like full full weight they say yeah um very I expensive i don't stuff. need that yeah <laughs> very expensive stuff so I, I i anyway i i do have the asbel wool pullover i i, I forget what, what um what model it is or, or you know whatever you classify that as but it, it's it's just like a big half zip pullover with an oversized uh hand pocket down low yep and it's a little bit oversized so you can wear some things underneath of it I like it for the bear bait. I used it a lot this spring mm-hmm. in the bear right, bait stand because right. I'm not hunting in the rain uh, most of the time, and it's quiet. Mm-hmm. It's really great for yeah. hunting in the bear stand, and it's like a white. Uh, I'm not white. It's um, it's a gray and green. I think they call it the timber ghost. Okay, plaid yep. pattern. Yeah, and it's awesome. So uh, I I think I'm gonna try going to more wool for n- not only just next to skin and long johns and socks. But also for a mid-layer pullover to yeah. wear underneath, like that Uncompagre foundry jacket. Nice. I just, I just, challenge you. Yeah. Get a Wick Merino base layer from First Light, and tell me it doesn't dry as fast as your synthetic. Well, wear 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 it work wear it to work or something. Let me wear yours. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't smell, cause, right? Because <laughs> I already have my, I already have my uh, your wool my, base layers. Yeah, I already okay. have my Stone Glacier <laughs> Merino base layers. So when I tear those full of holes, I'll maybe try the wick hoodie. But all right, so, yeah. so that's a lot about the gear we've used, the gear we're planning to use. Um, let's talk a bit about how to find it on a budget, how to how to make it wallet friendly or as wallet friendly as it can be. One None of this is really going to be wallet friendly. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one piece at a time. One, yeah, that is a big one. Um, yep. One piece at a time, you know, and, and that's part of what what I've done, mm-hmm. and part of what I I advise other people to do is come up with a strategy. Yep, you know, figure out what you want, do the research, look mm-hmm. into all these different things, these different benefits. Maybe use a couple of pieces to figure out, you know, which direction you want to go. If you're more yep. of a synthetic guy or more of a yep. wool guy, but once you figure out the direction you want to go and the parts you want, mm-hmm. and the companies you want to buy it from. Set up a, a strategy yeah. for, okay, this payday, I'm going to buy one piece. Yeah. Or I'm going to put 
half the money towards this bigger piece yeah. or, you know, however much you can yeah. until you get that bigger piece. And then, okay, well, yeah. this payday, I'm just going to buy some new, new wool socks, yeah. right? Or I'm going to buy some of this. And spreading it out like that throughout yeah. the year really makes it a lot more painless yeah. to buy nice gear. Mm-hmm. And at the arrival of the, whatever season you're going out for, you know, you have a lot of nice stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it yeah. didn't hurt that Absolutely. bad. Absolutely. You know, all your bills were still paid. Your kids are still fed. Right. Like everything, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I agree. Um, Prioritize what you think you're going to use the most. Yeah. 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 And just, and it may be months away from the season. But if you just start adding stuff to your cart. Yeah. And you just think, oh, I'll get this before I go on this hunt. It's gonna and then you get to right before that hunt. All to the wayside. You're going to have to be getting yourself a new credit card or something. (laughs) 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 I don't don't advise that. Max her out, baby. (laughs) Hey, it's worth it, right? (laughs) That's what they say. Um, But the other thing with that strategy is when you know what you want, you can watch for deals. Right. We are quickly approaching the largest highway robbery marketing shopping day of the year. We are. I'm referring two, two days actually. I'm referring to Black Friday. And now what I'm told actually has a higher sale day is Cyber Monday. Hmm. Yeah, it's because nobody wants to leave the house anymore. Yeah. yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants to yeah, everybody wants to shop online. Which is hey, that's fine. Yep. And, and a lot of companies have Cyber Monday deals. You know, yeah. Monday only. And a, a lot a lot of them will say Cyber Monday deals only. And then they didn't sell enough. So Tuesday, we've extended our sale. I know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I see that yeah. every every year. Well, that's for the people that were going to buy it and then forgot. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I can get it now. Yeah. And they know that. But the thing to look for is all of those sales are available starting this month. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of those companies will run the sales longer than just Black yeah, Friday. Sometimes for a week. Just, sometimes whatever, for a yeah. week. Yeah. But they'll announce what's going to go on sale. Yeah, you can get a and brochure. And what the price is going to be, yeah. whether it's on the website or through an email listing or something like that. And when you have that strategic list of what you want to buy, yeah. you can start comparing and figuring out, okay, this, you know, I mean, heck, if you have a, a laptop or your phone these days, I mean, yeah. copy the link to that exact page where that sale is going to be. Put it in a note in your phone. And then yeah. when it comes time and you know you've got the money and it's on sale, boom, get yeah. that link, just yeah. buy it. Yeah, I'm going to mention again. I mentioned this before, but if you have a Onyx Elite membership, they have a partnership with First Light. Mm-hmm. And let me just see what the sale is right now. But you just go, you just go to your first your your, your Elite benefits list, and um, you know, and you just can click on and see. And I I bet you, like around Black Friday, they're going to have some kind of special deal there. Yeah, oh, that was the wrong. Yeah. Well, and I think Go Hunt for our, our Go Hunt users. Um, they've got a pretty nice, pretty nice merchandise uh, okay. system well, too. Well, Go believe. Hunt sells gear, right? That's right. what I mean. That, yeah, oh, you yeah. can go there, yeah. and a lot of times they'll have a lot of merchandise that's on sale that's true. as well. That's true. And yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then with each purchase, you build points, and then you can use those points, and yeah. it's, it's a yeah. whole system yeah. um, that you can work into your strategy there. Yeah. So yeah, they have First Light. Uh, Onyx partners with First Light, so you can check there for sales, mm-hmm. and uh, they also partner with Lacrosse. They have twenty percent oh, nice. off. I didn't know they partnered with lacrosse. Oh, really? 20% off select boot style, so I don't know what boots those are. I need are, a new pair of Alpha Burley Pro knee boots. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 800s? 1600s? 800s. 
I, j- I yeah. just bought a new pair of 800s, too. Oh, did you really? Yeah, and they're they, so nice. I've had mine for like things. three or four years now. You know, I, this is not the dog muck boot by any stretch, but I had a pair of lacrosse for five years Yeah, that worked flawlessly. The only thing that broke was the strap, the little cinch strap yeah, on the back yeah, of your calf. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, no leaks, no yeah. cracks in the rubber, no breaks of seals, no yeah. nothing. Um, and I used those when I was a cable guy, gaff and telephone poles. Hmm. So, I mean, that's a lot of abuse, you know, you yeah. literally have a, a metal bar across the arch of your foot, you're climbing up telephone poles. Um, and so, uh, I went to the muck Arctic sport mm. and first like year or two, maybe two, yeah. loved them. Yeah. They're 400 grain yep. or gram, sorry. So, <laughs> ballistic <laughs> um, and, uh, so, you know, they're a little, they're not quite as warm. Right. But that's almost nice for a lot of the spring right. seasons here, early right. fall, things right. like that. You're not sweating as bad. Um, you can add layers if you need a little bit of extra yep. insulation. Yep. But uh, they just wore out so so fast. Yeah. You know, after a couple of years, they got hold poked in the side. The, yep. the upper part of the boot started getting less waterproof. Yep. I noticed I couldn't walk as deep into water. All those neoprene holes. In yeah. It. And yep. so I went back to lacrosse. I got the 800s yeah. recently. And man, yep. they're comfortable. Yeah, I've I've had the same pair of eight hundreds for several years now. I've deer hunted in them. I've guided in them. I, yeah, I, I eventually ran a stick through one of the sides of them. Yeah, <laughs> later on this year, and thankfully it was right at the end of the <laughs> of of the season. And I, well, my foot's a little damp. And I You're right. Found yeah. found the spot where I apparently jammed into something and poked some kind of a hole. Mm, so nothing's impervious. But. It is time. <laughs> yeah, I also have go. to buy a new pair of lacrosse hip boots too, because <laughs> that's what I'm deer hunting in this year. Yeah. No cold feet for this guy. Right. No more no Sims pants. Oh boy. That's the only two things I remember from that hunt: are oh. the, the exhilaration of shooting a deer and, and cold feet. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the boat and run up and down the beach. All right, new jumping jacks. You got to do yeah. something. It's the, it's the only time I forgot about my cold feet was when I was. <laughs> yeah, man, that was just Get, tough. getting into the deer. Yeah, back to the um, hip boots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. So yeah, if you want to get you know all of these deals, they'll start announcing them this month. So keep an eye out for that. You know, you can make a plan. Mm-hmm. The other cool thing with this time of year is you know there's still a lot going on in the lower 48 with elk seasons and stuff yes. like that. Yes. But towards the end of those, you're going to start seeing a lot of clearance sales. You're going to start seeing a lot of end of season sell-offs. Yep. Um, And then, of course, um, they're just trying to get rid of, you know, whatever extra inventory didn't get, right. didn't get sold during the season. So you can find a lot of great deals there. So if you have um, a favorite brand, say you really love Stone Glacier gear, you yeah. really love Crispy Boots, or you really love, you know, whatever brand. Yeah. One good way to find out about that stuff is one, check the website regularly, but yeah. two, um, if you sign up for their email listing, a lot of times they'll send that stuff out in their email listing yeah. and you'll get a notification saying, you know, I mean, Kuyu has been doing a ton of like, you know, oh, 60% yeah. off certain items and you yeah. might not always get to choose the color you want, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know, if you're- Especially trying, in their outlet as they're bringing in new models of stuff. Right. Yeah. But you know, if you're okay with wearing, you know, and all of their colors are good for something, Yeah. you know? And so, I mean, it's not like they have like a lot of bad colors. Yeah, it's you just not might, like Kuyu doesn't make enough different camo patterns. Right. So, you know, they loud. might only have two that are on <laughs> sale because those two didn't sell as much, but if you're willing to wear yeah. what everybody else didn't want, then, you know, yeah. absolutely. You can get a 60% off. That's yeah. a great deal. And it still functions exactly the same. A tip I will add to that is if you are looking to get into more apparel, mm-hmm. say you want to buy from Kuyu or Sitka or Stone Glacier or First Light or, you know, fill, 
fill in the blank. But those are the big four, right? Sure. Uh, Stone Glacier and Kuyu and Sitka for sure. Um, they all release their new products for the year early on after the new year. So if you are thinking about something that you're looking at, okay, and, and you think, well, I, I want this jacket, but I'd, I'd like to see if they come out with XYZ improvements, mm-hmm. right? Wait till after the new year. Right. If you can right. wait till the next hunting season, then you're not in a hurry. Don't go out and buy something mm-hmm. just because you think, well, I've got to have it. Yep. Well, it's just going to sit in your tote and you know you might wear it to church on Sunday or wear it to a <laughs> exactly. wear it to a company Christmas party or something, right? And just because you want to wear your new jacket or something. But if you have patience, you can wait till the new catalogs for the new year comes out, and they will release all of their new products for the new year, usually within January February timeframe. Mm-hmm. I don't know when First Light releases all their new stuff for the year. I, like I said, I haven't followed along very closely. I'll, I'll be paying attention to it now. Uh, that I'm looking for them mm-hmm. to fill a few gaps in the lineup that I can see. And, and I see some places where I'm sure they will add some uh, items yeah, to I'm compete sure. with other industry standards from different companies. They're going to so, have to. They well, tend and to and right now they're doing a real good job of it. Yeah. And if they keep on that course, it's going to be impressive to see what they can come out with. I, I'm sure it's going to be good if, if it's at the same standard of the stuff that I've used so far. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that, that's just kind of my, you know, Hot tip, if you will, mm-hmm. just have patience. Hold on to your, you know, hold on to your Christmas bonus or whatever, right. and uh, just wait till wait till all the new gear for the year comes out. And like James, you already said, once that new product line comes out, whatever preceded it mm-hmm. that they have overstock of mm-hmm. is going to go on major clearance oh, yeah. sale. Oh and yeah. So if you're okay with and it's it, still a good piece of gear. If you want that piece of gear anyway. Still, it might be worth your time to just wait. You might save a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars yeah. on yeah. something if they come out with a replacement for it, and they say, "All right, everything must go of the right. old lineup," and you say, "Sweet," yeah. <laughs> you know, and you can get in there and snatch it up for a discount. So, absolutely, spend more money, save less. That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of the motto for hunting well, gear. <laughs> and you know, so even with that new stuff that comes out when they release the new lineups, one thing I like to do is you can. You know, we talked about Black Friday and, and Cyber Monday coming up. I mean, they're probably going to have some kind of Christmas sale or New yeah. Year's sale going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but you can look back historically. And I mean, with some quick Google searches, you can figure out, you know, what other sales do they typically have in a, in a standard year? Yeah. Um, which, I mean, kind of like the stock market, historical data is not a guarantee of future, you know, future success. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they pretty traditionally had, let's just say a president's day sale, yeah. you know, you wouldn't think about it, but a, a lot of these companies have massive president's day sales. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, labor day sales, uh, Memorial day sales, all of these days in, in the year typically coincide with giant sales yeah. at a lot of these, these yeah. places. So if you can look and you know, you want these pieces of gear, but you don't need them right now. Yeah. Like you said, either yeah. you're waiting for the new piece or maybe the season's a little farther away, but you've got the money set aside, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you can buy it. Um, you know, look historically what kind of sales are coming up yeah. and strategize it that way to where you're, you're looking for those pieces yeah. with every single one of these sales. And a lot of them are days you wouldn't even think of. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. like <laughs> it, it really is. The most obscure holidays that you're like, well, I'm not getting a day off work. Right. Day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Only the post office yeah. is off this yeah. day. But, uh, but yeah, you know, and that's another thing with email lists. I mean, I, I hate to sell email lists. I know they spam a lot and they send a lot of stuff. You have you to might, give Kuyu credit. It's, it's probably the best saturated marketing program you've oh, ever yeah. seen in the hunting industry. But you're going to get those alerts on your phone right. saying 60% off, 40% or off. Just go into your email and click a hit word mm-hmm. and Kuyu sale. <laughs> yeah. And then look Yo. at how many sales they had the previous yeah. year. What holidays do they have sales? Yo. So you kind of know what to expect. So First Light usually has sales more based around seasons. Okay. okay. Yeah. They'll have a season sale on whitetail gear for a week before whitetail season opens. Oh. Mm. Because that's when people are looking for gear. They need to add an Alaska spring bear. Just yeah. Kidding. I mean yeah, Whitetail's a big one for them. They'll do a western hunting thing too. Yeah. I mean they'll 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 do they'll do a waterfowl. The problem oh, is I think turkey season down there is around the same time as spring bear here. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say yeah. uh, the, the problem is all of the fall preceding sales for the low 48 happens after moose season. For I know. Us. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's archery elk going on during our early seasons up here, but by the time we're done with the moose hunting, by the end of September, rifle season just kicking off. Right. And right. So all these preceding <laughs> yeah. sales. Oh, great. You know, it's it's winter time and it's going to be zero degrees on Halloween yeah. here and our fall is over and guys are just getting ramped up down yeah, there. Right. We'll uh, be hunting until Christmas. And that's, you know, it's like zero degrees up here, getting close to zero degrees up here. There's yeah. snow on the ground. You know, I think we just got, what, like six inches the other weekend, or four yeah. inches, something like that. Yeah. Um, And I went to Hammer's website to look at a yeah. couple of things and yeah, right yeah, on a yeah. big banner it's you know hunting season in montana shipping delays may may happen yeah and i'm like man yeah like, <laughs> you guys are so far behind <laughs> i know like <laughs> we're already jumping into predators because yeah you know, right yeah um, there's already ice fishing huts out on the lakes <laughs> i know yeah. <laughs> yeah the the pond behind my house i'm already walking across it and oh boy so you brave soul yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, no, it's, so it's, it's something to keep an eye on, you know, and, and, but that's something too. I mean, you know, there's going to be sales depending on what part of the country you live in, you know, there yeah. might be sales for other seasons in other areas that happen to be very popular. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on that for sure. Yep. Um, now Dalton, you'd mentioned in a long time ago now, not really a long time ago, but episode wise, okay. um, about some websites that were pretty good for, for discount gear. Um, yeah. What do you, what were those ones, and do they carry the nicer stuff, or is that more? I think you mentioned that in the entry level gear. Yeah, Camo Fire carries a lot of stuff. But That's it, what it was. It yeah. does tend to be. I I would say probably a little over half of it is not going to be like the upper echelon mm-hmm. of quality of okay, gear. Yeah, they do occasionally have like a Sitka item or. I see Sitka pretty often, though. It's usually really? like one size. Yeah. Like yeah, a gotcha. very specific size right. pant in one camo, right. or you know, you know. So it's right. Yeah, they say you just watch it. Camo yeah. fire updates every twenty four hours. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, camo fire is a good one to look at for discount deals. Mm. I, I I think that's probably one of the main ones that you can that you can really find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and also you know the, the other thing you can do that I've noticed with a couple of those things is you know like uh like black ovis. Yes. Um, has a lot of yes. discounted gear stuff. Yeah. Um, and when one. you compare, you know, I mean, some of the Black Ovis stuff is a little bit cheaper. I know they do have some expensive yeah. items. Yeah. Um, but kind of like me getting those mountain hardware mm-hmm. pants. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, they're not as expensive as say the Grumman pants are. Yeah. But I would say they're every bit as warm. I, I would expect them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I don't see a need to go above and beyond. And in fact, you know, I looked at those and found they had an extra feature I liked um and wanted, which Over was the, the Grumman the, pants. The knee yeah. protection yep. and, and the the yep. posterior protection, the yeah. extra density layer there. So anything that's that's gonna be, you know, yeah. get, coming in contact with rocks or yeah. or sticks more often. Um, if you want like one centralized place to shop higher quality gear, mm-hmm. everything from boots to water filtration to tents to sleeping bags to clothing to optics, go to Go Hunt Gear Shop. Yeah, and yep. Go Hunt has literally everything on the spectrum. It, yeah. it's it's fantastic. Any any company that sells in the retail space mm-hmm. is at Go Hunt. Yep. For the most part. And you'll find special sales there too. Yeah. And Go Hunt yeah. seems to always have a sale. I, I know yeah. at the time of this recording, I got an email yesterday and today that Sitka was 20% off. Yeah. Website wide. Nice. So, yeah, it's, they have stuff all the time yep. like that. And they're constantly phasing out because they have such a large inventory. Mm-hmm. They're constantly phasing out mm-hmm. last year's products to bring in the new models. And so they've always got stuff recycling through there. So if you want a new pair of boots, go through there. And look for the twenty percent off or thirty percent off this pair, and, and mm-hmm. you can just look through that. And yeah, I, I think Go Hunt has really done a good job of centralizing shopping for hunters that are looking for that upper echelon gear level. So Absolutely, one place where I've gotten some really good gear deals: Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Secondhand is always not a bad deal. I've bought always like not some, a bad deal always some, not a bad some, deal you know, 60% like two or of the three time pieces, it works every time <laughs> every time <laughs> two or three pieces used you know mm-hmm. and then like but oh but we never use this jacket it's like still in the plastic yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a tag or on wrong it. size yeah and they right. you know, and wrong I, size i gave 100 bucks for it and it's 300 dollars jacket like, yeah 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 it's hard yeah. to beat that yeah yeah um i mean i was looking at camofire right now they've got a bunch of black ovis stuff uh black ovis and kings is a lot of stuff you see yeah. which i think I would think of as like a m- upper end of the mid tier gear. I, I would say so. Yeah. yeah, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. King's camo is actually not bad. They, yeah. They're not, it's bad, not at bad at all. Stuff. They're yeah. heavier for sure. Yeah. But it, it's not going to be a Kuyu or a Stone Glacier but setup. But yeah. it, it's, it's not it's, the big four. You know, Stone right. Glacier, First Light, Kuyu, Sitka. Right. They, they have the lion's share of the yeah. top yeah. level. But backcountry. Like I was gear. saying, sometimes those companies may have one feature you like yes. that maybe the the higher end gear doesn't. Because you, you know a lot of this stuff is, or you don't kind need the higher end gear for right. You know a specific thing. Yeah. You know it's yeah. very specific for a sheep hunter, yes. or it's very specific for this. Yes. If you're not sheep hunting, yeah, then you don't about necessarily it. need sheep hunting gear. No. Not to say it won't work and it won't be lighter and yeah. easier to carry, more packable. Mm-hmm. But exactly, like, you can get away with buying a hundred and fifty two hundred dollar pair of puffy pants rather than a four hundred dollar pair of puffy pants. Yeah. And it might even be a, a little bit more durable. Yeah. So keep that in mind too. You don't have to wear the nice fancy logo just for the the clout you know it's, it's yeah it looks good yeah it's great and and you know all of the stuff you know the thing i like about these those big four is they put a ton of time and ton of research yeah not to say these other companies don't but you just know for a fact yeah the products they're putting out have been field tested oftentimes for years yeah. and perfected every step That's of the way they know we are suckers and we buy new products every year and we pay them <laughs> a lot of money to do it yeah um the last thing I'll bring up as far as finding deals and whatnot um, is that if you are a individual who has a reason to get a discount in any reasonable place, right? Say, um, 
like a if you can go to sportsman's and get a military discount yes. or you are a first responder mm-hmm. or you're um you know uh i don't know um, uh in the medical field yeah uh those kinds of of discounts are not strictly for in-store purchases um you know not all of the groups not all of the the companies have discounts available and some mm-hmm. sometimes when they do you know they're very limited on who they give it to whether right. it's you know, um, if they have a military discount, it might be specifically for active duty. If they have, uh, you know, any kind of a, um, an outfitter setup or something like that, yeah. you know, it has to be a very specific set of regulations or yeah. of, uh, of qualifications. qualifications. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something to look into, you know, and to yep. kind of, uh, investigate, maybe you'll be able to get yourself something with a little bit, yeah, you know, a little bit for sure. cheaper price, yeah, you know, save your hard earned dollars, even 5%, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that adds up when you're get, looking at gear in this price range yeah. you know so <laughs> yeah it, you know it's it's something to look into it's something to take advantage of if you have the qualifications for it i mean you've earned it yeah you you know you, yeah. you through your through your work through your service yep um so don't don't miss out on that sure you know? yeah absolutely but, um you guys got anything else i think that'll do it for me that's yeah all right guys well we're gonna wrap this one up if you like the show subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to it leave us a rating and a review that goes a huge way in helping us reach more people uh, we'd love it if you guys support the show through the, uh, the shop page, buy some merch or go to the partners page. Um, a lot of our partners are also going to have, you know, special sales coming up. They've also got, you know, Black Friday deals, Christmas deals, President's Day deals, <laughs> all these different deals, you know. And uh, so you'll be able to go there and grab some gear, whether it's through Stealthy Hunter or Hammer Bullets or... Um, or 60 inch club, 60 inch club, uh, Yukon river, Yukon river knives. And, you know, even if they're not running their own specialty sale, you can get a great discount by using code, the Northern Hunter or in beta 907's case, TNHP yep. at discount. All of those are listed right under the links. If you search the partners page on the website, or if you look in the show notes of this show. So we really appreciate all the help. We're trying to grow this thing as fast as we possibly can, but, uh, honestly, we're moving at your rate. So you'll decide. Um, <laughs> that's a good way to put it so we we really appreciate it guys and uh thank you for listening until next week get out there get after it and good luck see you there Alright folks, we all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and actions securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric, and gut health supplements. They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, go to stealthyhunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. 
All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA. 